What's going on, everybody? You've got the card board coach here with your boy, Coach Co. And team, we've got a very special guest on the podcast here today. We've got Vadim Naiman. How are you doing today, a.k.a. Bagels and Wax? How are you, my man? I appreciate you having me on. I'm I'm happy and honored to have you on. As someone who uh, is one of the realists in the space, I followed you for a very long time. It was nice to officially meet you at the expo. Um, I will say that if if Benny vouches for you, then then you gotta be a real one. And uh, yeah. I've I'm I've not been disappointed by any of our conversations. So I, I appreciate you having or you taking the time to jump on the podcast today. And I'm sure that the listeners are going to thoroughly enjoy getting to know you if they don't already. I appreciate it very much. It's funny because I actually feel the same about you. You know, I didn't realize you were from Canada. Yeah. And I had no, you know, I just because most of the stuff that you do is for, you know, that I've seen, especially for a long time is Filth Bomb, yeah. who are local to me, you yeah. know, and are good friends of mine. Yeah. Um, so I had no, I thought you were stateside. Um, you know, I appreciate you having me on. I w- was a little shocked to run into you in Toronto because I just didn't didn't place you being there. Yeah. Um, uh, but it was awesome. You know, I felt the same way about you. I'm like, I I just I'm always shocked when there's like U.S. vendors, and then when there's U.S. vendors with like accounts and businesses, I'm like, holy shit! Like, I was like, I I mean, I I follow you. You know, like I know you. Yeah. Uh, normally, that stuff happens at like the national, or it'll happen yeah. at like. I don't know, one of those other shows, but it's nice to see it happen in the expo. Was that your first expo? So it was, and I've been trying to get to the expo for like three years um, because of COVID and everything that happened. You know, the rules were very, rules of getting into Canada were a little tight. Vice um, versa too, know. man. It was hard for me yeah. to, to leave, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I had met so many people in Canada. I'm a huge hockey guy. Like I collect hockey. I'm huge, you know, huge fan of hockey in general. Um, I used to do a lot of business with the Islanders and stuff, you know, locally. Um, so I've always been a big hockey guy. So to all the like collectors, you know, and all the people that I've met on Instagram have always told me, go to the expo. Like you have to go to the expo. I've been trying to get there. Um, finally, the opportunity um, lined up to set up, which was awesome. Um, and then so many people that I've spoken to over the years, you know, not a lot of people, not everybody makes it to the national. And yeah. when they do, the national is like a state. It yeah. literally is like a state of its own. I'm always super busy at the national. I've been set up at the national three years now. And it's my busy, like, it is crazy for me because I do a lot of brokering. I do a lot of um, introduction stuff. You know, I have made a lot of relationships in the space. And a lot of what I do is introducing, you know, parties that are looking to do business together and, you know, stuff like that. And at the national, somebody said to me this year, um, they were like, dude, you gotta like, just put like a help desk in the middle of the national. Because I just know, like, when somebody, like, I usually, if somebody comes to me, you know, and they're looking for a case of something or something like that, you know, I can always point them in the right direction. And this is the entire national, what it turns into every year. 
Like, oh, I have this that I'm looking for. Who's got it? And I'm like, oh, you know, this guy in that room. Or, you know, somebody's trying. That is the plug, bro. (laughs) You know, and it's like, I have so many, you know, look, the biggest thing in this space that I've made is relationships and friendships. And people, you know, just for whatever reason, like, look, people are busy doing what they do. So they don't always know where to go for, you know, just as simple as like a bunch of my friends brought, you know, cards that that they want to move at the national. Right. And I deal with a lot of repackers, you know, um, we, the company that I had prior, you know, we were even doing a repack. So, you know, it's such an easy outlet. And so many people just don't know the, you know, those, the people that are buyers for the repack product, you know? So like I had friends who brought literally, I want to move this two row baseball, basketball, whatever it is. I'm like, this is the repacker go. They would come back. They're like, dude, that's it. My national is done. I could do whatever I want now. And like, it works for both parties. Everybody's getting what they want and it's easy, you know? So like the biggest problem for me at shows is I don't get to spend like me time. Yeah. And like Toronto, I got to like nerd out and it was awesome. You know, I got to like walk the show Thursday. I walked around and I was mesmerized. Thursday is by far the best day at the at the expo. I'll say it. I'll say it every day. I'll say it every every expo. I will uh, until people start recognizing that like it is well worth it to go on Thursday. It's just it's a different vibe. Everyone, you literally get to like actually be a part of the show, even if you're a vendor. Like, I mean, obviously you get to get someone to like watch your booth, but it's really not busy enough where like you have to worry a lot. You know what I mean? No. You get to just kind of be a participant. It's not you're it's not open crazy late either. Uh, and I find that that's where you really get to know people is like on that Thursday and Friday because Saturday is an absolute zoo in there. Like it is, it's mayhem. It was so busy and it's funny. Um, people were coming up and they were like, Oh, I heard you guys are US vendors. I'm like, people like spreading rumors about us? And they're like, No, but you have so I knew what to expect a little bit um from other dealers I had spoken to. They were and I also thought bringing hockey was a little silly. Um in because I knew what was gonna be there. We That's brought yeah, a yeah. ton of basketball, brought a ton of football. That literally like stuff people were coming up they're like oh my god we don't see this you know and it was so liquid for me and the dealer to dealer i will suggest it to everybody at every show not just this one but any show of this magnitude being there for dealer or vip night i think is so good because you do get normal time with you know the vendors and dealers at the show you get to meet them. You get to chat for a few minutes because Friday was super busy also at the expo yeah. and Saturday was nuts. Um, and Sunday morning was very busy. We, yeah, we set up for half the day Sunday morning because um, we flew back. I had an early flight yeah. and I kind of regret it. Next, next time I want to take the full day Sunday too. Yeah. You know, you were walking around with a Pavel Burry jersey, and I was like, this guy, this guy gets it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, this guy gets it. This guy is obviously a hockey fan. I mean, it's not every day you see a Burry jersey, uh, especially from, you know, someone from the States. And so I was like, this guy definitely likes hockey. Talk to me a little bit about your hockey collecting. Like, what is, I don't want to make this whole episode about hockey, but I, I, I mean, we're already on the subject. 
So, okay. So Burray is my PC. Nice. Um, moved to America from Ukraine, which was Russia, you know, in 90. Moved to New York, become a Rangers fan just by, I don't know, I guess it kind of just fell in. Yeah. And then Burray comes into the league and he's the Russian Rocket. And like, it was like, love at first, like, Burray was a generational, I would like, you know, for so many younger people, yeah. he was the Steph Curry of hockey yeah. back then. Total different speed, total different style of play. Um, had it not been for injuries, I think he would have, whatever Ovechkin is doing now, I think he would have done back then um, had it had it not been for his injuries. Um, so then for my bar mitzvah, my family decided to take us to Toronto, like pre-bar mitzvah for whatever. Yeah. Because my dad wanted to let he take me to the Hall of Fame. So That's go to so the Hall cool. of Fame with parents. And my favorite jersey of my favorite player was Burry, was always Burry. So I had that jersey growing up, wow. got rid of it at some point, And then had to, obviously, now I have multiples, like, you know, that's, but it's so funny because as I've gotten older, I got away like, dude, I'm like 39. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. Like, I wear jerseys to sporting events. Yeah. I don't even wear jerseys to card, card shows or, you know, because I have my branded stuff yeah. on. Like, I have my yeah. bagels and wax stuff on. And I was like, I can't not. Like, this is here for a reason. I don't yeah. even get to wear yeah, this yeah. jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love that. Do you have any uh, any Burry um like PC cards like so so Burry is one of um is a big PC guy in the hobby. Um yeah, massive. I'm I, massive. And I don't think gatekeeping is the right word for it, but the collectors don't sell stuff. No. Not especially and hockey. Hockey collectors don't no. sell like the PC stuff is like for real, for real, especially for those 90 guys. Yes. So Burry didn't sign much. Um, there's a lot of stuff, um, you know, especially from his playing days. I also only PC Burry number 10 on the Canucks. Love so that. I'm very, very particular. Um, so a couple of years ago, one of my buddies um, who was actually set up with me, my buddy Greg, he um finds somebody posted in one of the group like facebook groups selling a bunch of stuff it was um gentleman named mike ray who's a big beret collector um i reach out and acquired i think it was like 14 cards autos patch autos patches like nasty nasty Damn. stuff um and then and here's the funny part and then um, I had followed a bunch of the big guys on IG. They follow me back, kind of ignored me for the most part. Um, and then I acquire this. Then they wait a little bit of time. And then they invited me into the group chat. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And they were like, yeah, we wanted to see if you were going to sell this stuff. I'm like, wow, guys. I, I, I And look, it's, it's so like a secret society, bro. Yeah. But it's like so appreciated because like in the group chat, we have the conversation. Somebody's bidding on something they don't have. You know, nobody's running it up. Yeah. You know, like yeah. nobody. And I've had that. I have some funny PCs and other sports. And unfortunately, the marketplace is kind of funny. And sometimes when people know you're going after 
certain cards on open marketplaces, people will bid you up and people will run up the numbers. You know, that doesn't really happen here. Uh, um, a couple of guys, you know, I had spoken to them and I had said, look, I'm trying to acquire like certain things, you know, and I will pay high. I, I'm warning you guys. Yeah. I'm not trying to get into a bidding war and run you up, but I'm willing to pay high. You guys mostly have these cards. So it's good to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, but I have like, I've been especially the, like some of them have come out and some of them come out, you know, slab sharks now is running a few cards that I don't have. Um, like this week. Yeah. It's a couple of cards went live really? this week that I got to talk to the group about, but most of these guys have been doing this for like years. So I like, I started in the card space, um, like, not in the cards. I grew up collecting cards. Yes. And then I stopped like a yeah. lot of people did. That's my story. And I too. had never had Burry cards up until, and then in like 20, like late 2020, I was like, damn, like hockey's a hockey starting to grow and I'm about to get left behind. And I'm like, there's nothing even to get left behind on. Nothing's yeah, available. Exactly. Because these available. guys buy stuff. No, yeah. it makes statue. Yeah. You know, so now I'm like going after whatever becomes available, like especially numbered stuff. I'm very particular over the years. I won't do stickers for PC personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know I won't do like um, I like numbered, you know, or SSP, but I do prefer actual numbered stuff because the SSP stuff. It's funny because these guys know they're like, oh, that card was one out of like fifteen thousand packs, and I'm like, thank God you guys know this stuff because i don't yeah well because you have like uh, for instance like pinnacle uh the mirror plat uh, platinum golds I'll, like that's a, a big collector set and people for the longest time were like oh there's only 30 of them there's, like, there's no official numbering but people are like oh there's only 30 of them and then there was like reports that there were actually more than 30 like so when there's like actual when there's not actual numbers on things it's like it becomes like a little obviously more challenging um, and so like if it actually has a de designation and it's not like it was or it is now where I mean QC is off its rocker sometimes and they end up like I know that the most recent 2023 set series one uh, upper deck uh, they had they have like pop count cards like they're called like pop one and pop 10 and oh, I know I know all about and it. like I was actually talking to Billy about it you know what I mean and, and I'm like what what's happened there you know like there was like a there's there's multiple one of ones and he's like I, you know, like, unfortunately it, it just has to do with the way that they put it through the machine. And I'm like, so it, it's, I, I find that that's, that stuff didn't really happen too much back then. <laughs> um, they caught that stuff pretty quickly before. And, and now they just pump it out and it's like, it is what it is out in the universe. Um, talk to me a little bit about, first of all, I mean, I love the fact that you're so into hockey. It's, uh, it's refreshing, especially, you know, talking to someone from the States I think as Canadians, we kind of assume that most people from from that that are in the card community in the in the states, they don't really have the same love and appreciation for hockey. But I mean, if you've been listening to anything that this wonderful man has been speaking over the last like, twenty minutes, you know that he loves hockey. So we're gonna have to switch gears because it can't just be about hockey. Yeah, talk to me about bagels and wax, man. How do you come up with this idea? Uh, what is it? I mean, I know it, it's very self sounds self explanatory, but I want you to like. Go into your whole sure. process with bagels and wax. So I own a bagel store in New York. 
Um, not sure if you had any of the bagels, but I did cater uh, Minting's um, booth on Thursday. I did. Um, figured out how to get them through customs. Um, so, by the way, the other thing I want to preface, the amount of love at this show probably one of the best shows I've ever been to. And like the Toronto love, like was super, you know, I had, I I had met Johnny, you know, through IG a while back, him and I speak a lot. And it was like, you know, I always stateside, I ship people bagels. I ship people full packages. Unfortunately, because of customs, it's very difficult. Yeah. You know, it's impossible. You know, I can't, anything anything food is like, it's just not happening. Anything food. Yeah. So um, I own a bagel store, um, family owned since 1990. I took over like 12, 13 years ago. Um, the reason I got into cards was because when my dad had bought the store in the 90s, we actually, the candy company we bought candy and cigarettes from had a Tops account. Wow. So we sold cards at the store um, in the 90s everything basketball you know basketball baseball yeah because all those distributors kind of were like it was all in one um so my dad would bring me home packs on fridays if like i did well and like stuff was you know like i listen or whatever like good grades so every friday i used to get you know some packs of assorted stuff got into you know got into it and the biggest thing was like back then reading the stats, like I could name every nineties basketball stat about any player, you know, and football and hockey. And so I collected, I got into it. So 2018, um, you know, I stopped collecting like a lot of people did for, yeah. you know, the majority of probably my twenties, which sucks because I missed out on the LeBrons. The, I, I mean, I so know. much that was missed out. On, I know, you know, I know. But I get back in in like 2018 um, and I went to my LCS and I was like, listen, like now I want to come back in. I have a now seven year old son, two years old back then. I'm like, I kind of want to do some stuff with him. And now I want to curate like I'm not buying hoops and not and no offense to hoops. But like, I have I want to kind of I mean, you and I were just talking about hoops. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not sorry, it's not a knock because no, I no, believe no, that everybody yeah. should be able to afford what they can afford. Yeah, different price you know, points, and, different and, price yes, points, yes. right? Yeah. Um, it wasn't a knock at all. It was more I said, look, I'm willing to spend X amount because I want to invest. Yeah, and I want to be able to get more ROI. Teach me what's out. Well, you use, like, you oh, use the word curate, right? And I think that's an important like designation there, right? Where you're like. I mean, you said like, I want to curate and like curate is usually like art related. It's like, it's like something that's higher ticket. Right. So like, I think you're, you're completely in line there. So I was like, listen, and he's like, Oh, Panini. I'm like, the fuck is Panini? Sorry. What, what (laughs) you can swear on here? No, no, no. You can swear on here. So And he was like, all right. I'm like, now you need to tell me. And he was like, look, Fleer was bought out. There's no Fleer. There's no this. He's like, so Panini is it, you know, these are the levels. I'm like, cool. So on release day, I'm like, I'm not going to be this guy that fluffs you. If you can get me a couple boxes of everything on release, I will come. I'll pay you. And, you know, so 2018, I start opening stuff like everybody else went way full in. 
Um, you know, and it was it was awesome. You know, I'm 2018 is not a bad time to rip, bro. No, no. So it's funny. 2018, I bought the single biggest box to me, like single at that time, single purchase price. I bought a flawless briefcase, Luca rookie year. <laughs> For the the release, did you open it? Price, I ended up selling it, nice. and I made a good profit. Nice, but um, <laughs> the release day price was like twenty two hundred dollars. That's a twenty two to twenty five thousand dollar box right now to date, and it was funny because I was like. I'm not going to tell my wife because at that point when I was already buying that flawless briefcase, I was starting to work with some breakers and like work, you know, I had worked out a relationship Um, at the time. um, Pull wax had just opened. Mikey and I are, you know, now we're like brothers and he had just opened and I had said, listen, I have a great opportunity here where I can get wax at yeah. decent prices. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, look, if you need more wax, I'm happy to send you some, you know? And he was like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, what can you get? He was actually the one that, you know, I was getting product from and stuff like that, you know, like extra product for him. He was from the one your, that broke from your, from from your LCS. Yes, because I at that point I was like, look, I could buy a couple boxes for myself open. I could buy a couple more boxes and and you know sell them to you know Mikey or like yeah. other breakers. Yeah. Because I developed a relationship there, and you know that's how I got in on the business end of of the hobby, and it kind of became you know there was the LCS. Then I met some other people. I met some suppliers, not distributors, but suppliers who I knew had large, you know, quantities of wax. Yeah. And in 20, by 2020, you know, I was already able to acquire wax kind of from the right people at a good price where I was able to either, you know, flip it to breakers or flip it myself or hold on to it. I have a whole stash wall. I posted it randomly on stories, you know, like I have a stash wall where like my little guy goes down and he's like, I want to open up this or I want to, you know, and like, that's our personal like stash. Um, and I was able to build that up. Um, so then I got into live streaming breaks, which is, you know, during, you know, look, it's fun and super fun during yeah. COVID. There was nothing else, right? Nothing else to do. Yeah. Nothing else to yeah. do. Yeah. And you make relationships in there. And, um, I was like, I was using my main account to jump in on Instagram breaks. And I was like, shit, I can't like, I got to separate these because then I would post singles. I'm like, I can't post singles. I try to keep my, I don't know if you've seen the bagel master, my main page. No, it's very professional. Yeah. Okay. So go on and look, it's very professional. I was, um, been doing social media marketing since for a long time. What? Sorry about that. Um, so I've been doing social media marketing. And one of the things I firmly believe in is it's got to be professional. You can't yeah. like I can't post singles on there. Right. No. So one day I was like, I got to do a big, ba- you know, a card page. Yeah. And I came up with bagels and wax. Awesome. Um, and, you know, because I wanted to share like Hudson and I's personal stuff, you know, and like he would live stream we would live stream him opening boxes 
from the age of two and a half. Like what? literally. Yeah. I taught That's him. Awesome. It's, it's, yeah. So I needed a page. I created bagels and wax. And then it also dawned on me in 2020. I'm like, wait, I sell, I have DoorDash. I have accounts. You know, at one point I was one of the bigger like retail product, you know, like movers. Yeah. Um, people knew I had like five guys around the country um, buying retail from Walmart, Target, wherever, getting everything. And I was moving it to breakers. So I was like, why am I not selling this in the store? Like, hello. And local parents were so happy because they were, they didn't have to go to target they, where you couldn't get, yeah. it's not like you could get, you know, yeah. um, they didn't have to, you know, I try to be very fair because I was getting it at a, you know, fair price. So I started selling retail product in the store, you know, and then the bagels and wax thing like really hit because I started selling retail product on DoorDash. So you could go on my DoorDash. Really? Even now. You can buy, yeah, you can order your breakfast sandwich, your, you know, drink, and you can buy like a blaster and have really? it delivered to your house. Yes. That's wild, man. Yeah. yeah. That's a so, pretty good know. setup. Yeah. So, you know, I um I fully turned it into like this is really and people were like, oh, is your cold store called Bagels and Wax? I'm like, no, that's my card brand, you know? And they were like, people didn't really understand. They were like, wait a second, you sell cards at the store. I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, so that's how it all came to be. That's awesome, man. That is, uh, I wasn't expecting any of that stuff. When, when I asked you about Bagels and Wax, I thought you were going to be like, okay, you know, like I had a bagel place, I had a wax, like, I, you know, I thought selling cards would be, like, I mean, that's a pretty awesome story from top to finish or from start to finish. Um, I mean, the fact that you saw like an opportunity in the market, the fact that you were able to connect people, I mean, even back in like 2018, 2019, 2020. Um, and, and I mean, now you're kind of like using those relationships to continue moving stuff around. And, and um, you know, I wasn't kidding when I said that you're the plug. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's very, it's very apparent. I love it, man. Talk to me about, you know, back in 2018, you jumped into the market, um, you know, pretty heavily. You were ripping some pretty cool stuff. I mean, obviously, 2018 Prism was a big deal, uh, especially I mean, football, I, I, football and basketball, you know? I ripped no Prism really? till Zion year. Really? Um, I ripped no Prism. So it's hard to teach a two-year-old that anything's cool you know in terms of but it's even harder like the color stuff's good but what really gets them patches yeah so i i skipped over prism and select and stuff i ripped it i ripped it in like breaks myself but i went in on everything that was like like impeccable immaculate noir um and tea stuff like that because of the patches and like the autos. And it was funny because looking at like, you know, a three and four year old and five year old looking at stuff and he was like, Oh my God, the patches. And like, to this day, you know, my little guy will open. If he pulls a patch, he wants to touch the patch. He wants to, you know, see it. He wants to feel it. Haven't yeah. told him yet that not all of it's game used. I know, that's a whole I know. different. I know. That, that's but I'm sure he doesn't even know what that is right now. You know what I mean? Like right now, it's like it's like uh, yeah, 
He's, he's like, we're yeah. spoiled still, you know, like, yes, like, yes. Keep, keep it like I'm that. I'm not teaching now. them the bad. We're have you taught him? Have like you taught him about sticker autos yet? So he probably knows uh, more than I, more than most people our age about cards. Um, he has, he just a couple of weeks ago like, did no sticker autos. <laughs> no, he's actually not. He's a huge patch guy. Like yeah. he doesn't care. It's it's more relatable, you know. Yeah. He likes the jerseys. He yeah. likes like he loves booklets, which are like the you know death to most collectors. To most it's collectors, like, who wants yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like he loves booklets, you know, because it has a nasty chunky patch. Um, you know, he he will do live breaks. Like we went to see he he was off from school for a day, and we had to stop by my friends who are breakers. And they filled a break. He ripped a case of Bowman Chrome for friends of mine um, a couple weeks ago. And it's like love like that. Like he loves opening. He doesn't even need to keep like anything. It's it's weird. Sometimes he'll hit a card and he's like, I want this. And I'm like, not yours. That's going to somebody. And he's like, buy it. And I'm like, that's we can't always do that. Because <laughs> he's like, I want this card. Buy it, daddy. <laughs> dad buy it <laughs> yeah. you know um but it's like awesome because he's been so welcomed into this hobby and like to th that part of it for me is like you know so special because like we literally we went to my friend's office he was you know he ended up opening a case of stuff on live full live stream and my friends were okay with it and look he knows how to handle cards he does but his hands are small and he's seven. So like him slow rolling, like he yeah, could drop yeah. a card and yeah. people freak out about it, which understandably, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. Not everybody's okay with it. And I've said to people like, look, card gets damaged. I'll cover the card. Like it's fine. You yeah. know, but that experience and like he's open NT for people. Like he's, you know, um, he's got it. Yeah. He's got his own pc briefcase you know and it's now he's obsessed with one of one so things are a little expensive right now <laughs> um you know but he's you know he he likes what he likes and it's natural because at that age like he sees it and he likes it that's what it is yeah you know yeah. um he's does, got he, his does he like athlete. does he sell cards so we have a deal because he has a four row. So he has a four row Zion case that's filled to the brim. I had okay. to buy him a smaller briefcase to bring to shows. So when we open stuff and we open a good amount of stuff, um, he has to trade it into the briefcase. Okay. So he, we have to, we go, if he wants to buy something, he has to either trade for it from his stuff or he has to like, when we go to shows, he has to sell something to buy certain things. Obviously, I'm not taking that money. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to teach him, but I am trying to teach him lessons that like my wife is like, do you understand he's seven? I'm like, he's going to shows offering, offering, you know, like he offers people 70%. <laughs> and I don't, I like, it's funny because it started as a joke. Yeah. And like people are like, why would you teach him that? I'm like, I'm not, but I want him to have a conversation with you. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want him to be offensive. Yeah. But why is it okay for every 12 year old to walk the show and try to, you know, rob you? 
yeah. you know, yeah. but he at seven can't. So it starts yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't ever leverage like I, I hate it when people do who use their kids to like get I'm a like, deal like hey like come yeah. on how about, how about give no. them a deal you know like yeah no the, yeah. and the trade-up thing look it's cute it was fun there were more adults taking advantage of it than any like i saw this stuff you know and i was like guys i'll happily give you 50 bucks i don't want the card don't do this you know and they were like how come you i'm like because i'm not using hudson to you know, abuse people. Like, it's not that. I'm trying to teach them financial life lessons. Well, that's why crazy I asked you, is. right? No, no, it's not crazy. That's why I asked you, right? Because I was like, I mean, reasonably, like, you know, you're a father and like, obviously you have the means to kind of give your kid whatever, not whatever he wants in the space, but like a, like a fair bit of stuff in the yeah. space, right? And like, and so I'm like, how do you manage that? Like, does he have to sell stuff? And if he does, like, does he, does he have to acquire comps? Does he have to do like, the whole process he knows how to i come. think you learn as a i mean if you learn these things as a seven-year-old bro like your business acumen by the time you're 25 like is going to be on a different level you know and that's what i'm hoping for yeah. you know look i grew up in a retail business and like i grew up and and it was everything straight like this is what it's priced my dad you know taught me a lot of hard lessons i did not spend money the best way i could have i definitely wish you know, I spent it better, but that's why I'm trying to teach him. And with him, it's like, for example, like he has his own money, whether, you know, if we sell a card, um, you know, the money goes to him, it goes in his wallet, depending on how it's purchased. Also, like if I purchase the card, my deal with him is he gets 50% of the sale. If he, you know, pulled the card or something else, he gets a hundred percent. Yeah. But, you know, he'll walk into the show. Let's say, like, he walked into a show. He had, like, 800 bucks, a few, you know, at a show, like, over the summer. And he was like, oh, I'm like, what do we what do we want? He's like, oh, I want to rip this, this, and that. I'm like, okay. But understand, like, if this is what you start with, like, daddy's not giving you more, yeah. right? Like, yeah. if there's something there, and I know it's a good deal, yes, I'll buy the card i won't show it to him yeah and i'll make him work for it later on right yeah. but i'm like this is your budget so he found he loves messy he's obsessed with soccer right now love that found a couple of messy slabs and he was like i need this and i'm like that's fine you know let's negotiate you know let's find out what it is um i was teaching him but it's also very hard for a seven-year-old to get over the, I want, I don't care. This is what the price is. But I was explaining it to him as, look, you spend four or $500, then you're not even going to have anything for the next show. What are we going to do? Yeah. What are we going to sell? Right. Um, so those are hard lessons that I'm, I'm working on. Um, he's understanding of it. Um, he's understanding of trades, you know, but like, you know, it's it's still hard. He is still seven. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's like his brain is just not like like near developed. You know what I mean? Like fully, no. of course, right? Like yeah. So, and, and like a lot of the reason reason tools and 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 uh, comprehension, like deep comprehension, is just like not quite there just yet. You know, so like that's understandable. But I mean, the fact that you got to move it in the right direction and like like thinking yeah. in this manner and and um, I mean, teaching him things that 
I mean, quite frankly, a lot of kids growing up right now is like, I mean, it's just screens, right? It's just like, there's, yeah. there's not a lot of like face-to-face -face interactions. I mean, they're kind of like raised in front of screens. I mean, a lot yep. of them have like screens as babysitters, you know what I mean? And like, if you're one so of people, we, like, no disrespect, yeah. like, it's fine. Like, I mean, everyone does what they need to do. Um, but you know, like he's, he's in front of adults, like having like, like yeah. straight up conversations about like, I want to purchase this for, like, and the here comparable prices. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty special. And then there's stuff going on in school where like he, um, he got into Beyblades. I don't know if you know what of Beyblades are. Okay. Come on, man. I <laughs> dude, I was, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what they were. So he yeah, got obsessed yeah, yeah. with Beyblades and last year. Um, he comes home and I'm like, what is that? Like, where did you find more? And he was like, oh, so apparently he started playing for keeps or something or other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, And this is where you, the hard you, lessons knock, come. If you knock one off, man, you get to keep it. <laughs> yeah. But this kid was, was like savagely like taking people's stuff really in beating people and keeping it. And so I, he would come home with stuff and I'm like, where did that come from? And he's like, you taught me if you, you know, trade or this or that. So he one day comes home with like five Beyblades. I'm like, where, what did you do? Cause I'm going to hear from this parent, yeah. I'm hear from your teacher. And he's like, I traded, I traded my great one for five. See the next parent in the yard the next day, kids bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, Hudson. And he's like, he wanted it and he wanted it really bad. So it, he traded five of them and I'm like, we're going to have to give this back. This yeah. wasn't fair. This is the same thing as cards, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So he yeah. has learned the cutthroat, which I was very proud of, but I was like, you can't, you know, like it, you can't do this. And he's yeah. like, yeah, but you taught me to get the best trade possible. The kid wanted it. So I got the best trade possible. So he is learning these, these lessons, <laughs> uh, you know, um, and then like he's selling, he sold, I don't know. He sold something in school. He came home with money. I'm like, what are you selling? And he like sold a couple Pokemon cards. I'm like, what if those, they weren't worth that? He goes, well, and like, he was what, what if that was like the it. kids lunch money or something? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm sure it was, you know, but I'm like, what if those cards aren't worth that? He's like, Daddy, he wanted them, and you taught me to get as much as possible. <laughs> that's crazy. I love so, it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's where we're at. We got a young Jordan Belfort on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Vada, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. I want to thank you so much for jumping on. Before we get going, I want everyone and their brothers and mothers and aunts and uncles to know where they can find your bagel place, where they can find and contact you, where they can support you in any way, shape or form. I appreciate that very much. Course, and thank man. you for having me on. So the bagel store is located in Syosset, Long Island. Um, the Instagram is the bagel master. Uh, my card IG is bagels and wax. I don't ever not answer. I'm always open to speaking to people about the hobby life, any questions um i love interacting with people people can find me there um and i you'll be able to find me in toronto at the next expo for love damn it. sure love it um and that's pretty much it beautiful people bagels and wax the bagel master go hit up their their shop in long island and uh man i just want to thank you again for jumping on
team. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Vadim. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Cardboard Coach. For now, Coach Co. and Pagels and Wax are out of here. Peace.